Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. What is the central thought of the Lord's message in Mark chapter 4? The central thought is that the Lord is the sower, sowing himself into us as a seed. He opened his preaching in chapter 4 with these words, Behold, the sower went out to sow. Later in chapter 4, verse 26, he said, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed on the earth. Here we have the Lord as the sower, sowing himself as the seed into God's chosen people. This is Matt Miller with Bob Danker for another life study from the Gospel of Mark related to God's economy. Welcome back, Bob. It's good to be back with you, Brother Matt. Yes, this is a marvelous word that we are going to uh, consider in this broadcast. The Lord went out as a sower to sow the seed of the kingdom of God into the human heart. And the implication here is that the kingdom is produced by the growth of the seed. So our heart or our human being is the soil and Christ is the seed. The Lord went out to sow himself into humanity, to grow within humanity, and by doing this to produce the kingdom. So we have the seed, and we have the soil, and then we have the result, which is the kingdom of God. So we really need to take care of these matters, the seed with the soil. In this program, we'll see some marvelous things, uh, especially about the way the Lord prepares the soil to receive the seed. You know, Bob, I just was really impressed. Before we go to Witness Lee, I just wanted to make this one comment kind of as an overview of this program. You know, it's really in the context of the entire Gospel of Mark, we're going to see the kingdom of God being sown as a seed and how the Lord's preaching was only in that one chapter. Before chapter 4, there was no preaching. After chapter 4, there was no preaching. But all of the Lord's preaching was a sowing, was related to this matter of the seed. And then yet, Witness Lee, in a marvelous way in this program, brings in the rest of the gospel to show all these cases of sick people and demon-possessed people and, and showing the condition of the soil that he came to sow the seed into and how he really needs to heal that soil. Marvelous. It's really marvelous. Anyway, let's go to Witness Lee from his original speaking on March 31st, 1984 in Anaheim, California. What the Lord Jesus came to do. Some would tell you he came to save sinners. Some would tell you he came to die for the sinners and so forth. Well, all these kind of uh, expressions are in the New Testament, right? But you come to Mark. You could see that he came to preach the gospel of God. You have to realize such an expression doesn't mean 
the gospel is something belonging to God. The gospel of God, according to New Testament Greek usage, denotes the gospel is God. To preach the gospel simply means to preach God. So, this Jesus came to preach the gospel of God. Would you please tell me what is to preach? To preach is to sow. Here is one. Coming out to sow himself. To sow himself in God's chosen people. He sowed himself as the seed in the field of God's chosen people, right? To grow Christ. But you could see thorns grew up also. Religion, culture, morality, ethics. All these are ways. A lot of things other than Christ are growing within us. They all have to be uprooted. That word that Witness Lee used there that was a little hard to understand was uh, weeds, the thorns, the weeds that are competing with the seed in us, Bob. And I think we should stop and develop this competition that Witness Lee just talked about with the seed of life that's been sown into us. Yes, uh, this is a marvelous word, a very brief word by Witness Lee, but it's full of significance. He began by saying that uh, the Lord came to preach And he came to preach the gospel of God. And this gospel of God is not just something that belongs to God, uh, but it is God. The gospel of God is God himself. So the Lord came to preach God to people. And this preaching, according to the fourth chapter of this book, is likened or portrayed as a kind of sowing of a seed. So the Lord came to sow God into the human beings by his preaching. And this shows us what the real preaching of the gospel is. It's not just to explain to people certain things, certain facts, or to speak on God's behalf, but it is to sow God himself as a seed. And, of course, this seed is Christ. Christ is that seed. Every seed has life in it, right? A seed is a container of life. So Christ is the seed, and he is the very life that is contained in the word of the gospel. And then, uh, as Brother Lee pointed out at the end, the whole gospel of Mark shows us what kind of soil those human beings were who were to receive that seed. They were the religious people who were occupied with their religion They were sick with all kinds of diseases, Uh, and all these diseases we've seen in previous broadcasts represent something spiritual, some kind of uh, spiritual sicknesses. So here we have a, uh, a sower who came out to sow God into humanity, but uh, this gospel shows us that in the humanity who was to receive this seed— There was all kinds of weeds growing, all kinds of competing elements such as religion, culture, morality, ethics, and all kinds of negative things. These were the positive things, but there were negative things growing in the soil. So how can this seed take root and grow? This is 
a difficult matter. But, of course, in this gospel, we see the Lord healing all kinds of people. This shows us that the Lord has to heal our sick condition in order for us to be able to receive him as the seed of life and so that he can grow within us without being choked by the weeds that are competing. That's a good lead into our next section, Bob, because Witness Lee is going to talk about this matter of healing the soil. Uh, I'd like to read one of the verses in chapter 4 of Mark. It's verse 8 where the Lord said, And others fell into the good earth and yielded fruit. I'll just stop there. That's the beginning of verse 8. There was the seed that was sown fell into good earth. So there is some good earth. Let's go to Witness Lee, and then we'll come back and talk about this. God's children people all became fallen. They became sick. You know, all the hidden cases indicate that we, the children people, who are destined by God to be the soil to grow Christ, right? For the development of the kingdom of God, we all became sick, contaminated, paralyzed, withered, leaching life, and dying, rotten, corrupted, blind, deaf, and dumb, even demon-possessed. We are this kind of soil. All these God-chosen soil became so miserable, contaminated, no more useful, and Jesus had no way to throw them away because God the Father chose them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for for the Father's marking out. We all got marked out. Anyhow, Jesus must have a way to heal us. How he healed us. In his death, you were made dead. Then in his resurrection, you were made what? Resurrected. There is a dying and rising up in Jesus' death and resurrection. Here, in his death and resurrection, all the soil got healed. All the healings are just signs of the real healing. The soil, the children, people of God, all got healed. Hallelujah. All got healed, all got recovered, all become what? Good soil. This is a term used by Jesus, the good soil. At the same time, through his death, he did not only heal the soil to my God, but also he released God's life. And by his resurrection, he imparted this released divine life into all the soil. This is the completion of his sowing. Well, Bob, it makes perfect sense that if the Lord is going to sow himself into his disciples, his chosen ones, to complete the sowing, he must heal the soil. He can't let the soil be full of weeds and thorns. So this is really quite a picture, isn't it? That's right, Matt. It is actually a marvelous picture. And if we review the Gospel of Mark, this is exactly what is going on. The Lord comes out to sow himself as the seed of life, but he finds the soil is contaminated. 
and uh, occupied by other things that are growing in the soil. So what can the Lord do? He can't throw the soil away. He can't throw away God's chosen people because God the Father chose them. And thank the Lord that he didn't throw us away. He, instead of throwing us away, he brought us all with him to the cross. When he was crucified, we were crucified with him. And all the things that occupied our hearts were the weeds growing within us. They all were terminated on the cross when in Christ's death. Then, in his resurrection, we were resurrected with him, but not with all those negative things. Those negative things were left in the tomb. We were resurrected as redeemed human beings, crucified and resurrected ones. And then Christ imparted his life into us. That was the completion of his sowing. Isn't this a marvelous picture? The beginning of his sowing was that he came out and he began to proclaim the gospel, preaching God to men. But then before the life that's in the seed could actually enter into the soil and take root and grow, the Lord had to heal the soil. So he had to bring all the chosen ones of God with him to the cross, to cross them out and cross out all the negative things and even the positive things that were occupying them. And then he brought them into his resurrection and he imparted himself into them. That was his sowing. So his death and his resurrection, as it applies to us, is really the practical healing of the soil then. It really is, Matt. And this is a good lead into our final section with Witness Lee because he's going to talk about God's economy. And this is really where his burden is. Everything we're talking about here is this favorite term, God's economy, which is for God to impart himself into man. And let's go to Witness Lee now as we touch this in his conclusion today. The conclusion this morning is this. We all have to see God's eternal plan. That is, God's New Testament economy is to dispense himself as the triune God into his chosen people. And he did it in the way that he was incarnate to be a man by the name Jesus. And when this man came out to preach, he began to sow himself in God's chosen people. And God's chosen people, by this time, all became corrupted. And he brought all these corrupted, rotten people of God to the cross to crucify them all. And he also brought all these dear ones into his resurrection. It is by this way he did not only heal them, but also replace them with himself to make them persons the same as he was on this earth. When he was on this earth, he lived the life of God for God's kingdom, not the life of anything else. Now all his followers have to live the same kind of life. Dear saints, the burden this morning is just this point. We all have to see that we, as God's children people, replaced by and with Christ, 
We need to live a life absolutely of God, not of anything else. This is conclusion. Now, let's put this conclusion into our practice. I say, husband, you should drop the salt to uh, behave yourself, to uh, love your wife to the utmost, to be nice, husband. If you have this kind of a thought, you miss the mark and you miss the vision. Whenever you have this thought, you like to be the best husband. Drop it. I don't mean that you change your mind to be worse husband. Amen. I don't mean that. Amen. God has chosen you and Christ has replaced you Amen. for the purpose that you live Amen. a life of God. Amen. You will see no one except Jesus only. Amen. Eventually, you will live a life full of love higher than the human love. You will live a life full of ethics, higher than the human ethics. You must be fully occupied, filled up by the triumph God. Bob Witness Lee finally got to his main burden here at the end of the program when he was talking about God's economy and his desire to be everything to man. Then he applied it in a practical way with an example of a husband and wife. Could you reinforce this practical application? Because I think a lot of listeners, this really helps it reach home for them. When you talk about God's economy, it may be way up in the air, but the practical application I think is really important. I agree, Matt. I think it's very important to realize that when the Lord went to the cross, he brought us with him. We need to see this, that the Lord didn't die alone. He died with us, and we died with him. That means everything of our old life, our old person, and all the things that we were involved with before we received him, they all were terminated, whether they were good things or evil things. They all were brought to the cross. All these things are part of the sickness that was characteristic of the soil that hindered and frustrate the growth of the seed of life. The triune God has an economy, and his only intention is to sow himself into our being and to grow there until we are filled and occupied with him, and we live him. We live a life of God. That means God is lived out of us, not religion, not morality, not ethics, not human behavior or improvement of human behavior. Nothing in this realm. We have to enter into another realm, you know. The Lord's death means the termination of everything that is not God himself. Everything is finished and buried. When the Lord was resurrected, we were resurrected with him, but all those old things were left in the tomb. They were not brought out of the tomb. So they are finished. They are not here anymore. Now, what should occupy us? Should we be occupied with husbands love your wives, you know, in the, in the way of husbands do your best to be a good husband and love your wife as Christ loved the church? Isn't that what the Bible says you should do, you know? So we endeavor, we even pray, Lord, help me to love my wife. But if we pray that way or we have that kind of desire, 
we have to realize that is not God's economy. That is not God's desire. God's desire is that he himself will grow in us and occupy us and fill us up and be lived out of us. Then, as Witness Lee pointed out, we will love our wives with a love that is much higher than any kind of human morality or ethics can produce in us. This is a revelation. This is a vision that we all must see. What is the significance of the death of Christ? It means everything is over. Everything is finished. And then the resurrection of Christ brings us into another realm. And that other realm is the triune God. We live in the triune God. He lives in us. He grows in us. We express him, and our living is filled with him. This is God's economy. This is what God wants. He wants to be expressed in humanity. So the Lord did a marvelous thing when he died on the cross. He finished everything. Then when he resurrected, he just resurrected those things that God can use for the fulfillment of his economy. Bob, I made a note while Witness Lee was talking. He says, you may miss the vision. You know, you referred to it, Witness Lee referred to it. I'd like to read a portion of the life study where Witness Lee talks about this. This is on page 541 of Life Study of Mark, message number 64. This program actually has got three life studies in it, message 64, 65, and 66. But on page 541, there's a heading in the life study, The Need for Spiritual Understanding. And Witness Lee says, our need is for spiritual understanding. This was the reason Paul says in Colossians 1.9 that he asked on behalf of the saints that they would be filled with the full knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. This was also the reason Paul prayed that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the full knowledge of him. That's Ephesians 1.17. So there's really a need to understand the Bible in a spiritual way, to have the eyes of our heart enlightened, that we could see this spiritual vision. You referred to uh, the verses about a husband loving their wife in Ephesians 5. You know, I think you have to have that in the context of if this prayer in Ephesians 1, that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, that you wouldn't do it in the natural way. And also, in Ephesians 3, when it talks about another prayer, when Paul prayed that Christ would make his home in our heart. I was thinking of that as you were talking about the uh, God's economy and the seed growing. That's just illustrated by Christ making his home in our heart. This is really quite a, a vision, isn't it? It really is, Matt, and this is all that God wants. He just wants the seed to grow in us. As you said, Christ to make his home, to fill our heart, our inner being with himself. And with nothing else, everything else is finished, terminated on the cross and buried. This is God's economy. And this is a vision. And as you read uh, here, we do need a spiritual understanding. Otherwise, the Gospel of Mark is just a story after story of Jesus healing this one who was sick and that one who was sick. And then he died to redeem us and he resurrected from the dead. And that's it. That's all we get. But if we could open ourselves and to the Lord and allow him to give us this kind of spiritual realization about what is going on in Mark, the gospel of Mark. This is all according to the economy of God. And we need to enter into this economy in our day-to-day human living. Well, you know, Witness Lee gave 
almost 2,000 life study messages going through the entire Bible for more than 20 years, and almost every one of them talks about God's economy from every book of the Bible. So here we are in Mark, seeing God's economy. Bob, thanks for coming in and being with me today. Well, it was a great pleasure, man. Thank you also for joining us. We hope you'll stay with us. We only have a few more programs in the life study of Mark, and then we're going to go on to James. So if you'd like to read ahead, that's what you want to do. We'd like to encourage you to call us at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or you can send email to radio at lsm.org. We'll be happy to get back to you with more information on how you can get further ministry materials. On behalf of Bob Danker, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today. Millions of Christians have been strengthened in their faith through the ministry of Watchman Nee. In a recent release by Living Stream Ministry entitled The Overcoming Life, Watchman Nee sounds a call to the believers to pursue the normal Christian life that is hidden with God in Christ. The Overcoming Life is filled with truth, reverberates with hope, and brings the reader to renewed consecration. The Overcoming Life by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.